the dangers of pride in the last days. Proverbs 16, verse 18 to 19. Pride goeth before destruction, and an haughty spirit before a fall. Better it is to be of a humble spirit with the lowly, than to divide the spoil with the proud. God has a list of least favorite things, and pride is one of them. God has never hidden his dislike for pride. As a matter of fact, God judged one of his angels as a result of pride and rebellion. The strange thing is we as humans are so quick to shun sins of the flesh, but we take no notice of sins of the spirit. We are so quick to rebuke people who have a problem with sins of the flesh, such as fornication, adultery, sexual immorality, alcohol, but we take no notice, whatever, to the sins of the spirit, such as pride, envy, jealousy. Pride manifests itself in many ways. It may be through words, actions, thoughts, or demeanor. For some people, it is the only way to make other people feel inferior and make their relevance known. It is one of the works of the flesh that Apostle Paul said we must put to death. If we must walk uprightly before God and do His perfect will, one of the most famous biblical examples we cite to teach scriptural truth about the consequences of sin is that of Satan. Before his fall, Satan was glorious, talented, and beautiful. The Bible described him as the morning star. He was one of heaven's finest sharers. However, he lost all that honor and glory when pride and rebellion filled him, and he decided to rebel against his Maker. The aftermath of his actions are visible and part of what we still read in the scriptures today. And even till today, thousands of years after his condemnation and relegation, he is still out there like an angry lion, looking for who to devour. You need to protect yourself from this spirit of pride for a number of reasons. Pride is perilously deceptive. That's why it is impossible for proud people to see beyond the lens of themselves. Even when they are wrong, they can't admit or recognize it. This attitude extends even to their relationship with God, and they become spiritually arrogant. They can't ask for forgiveness when they sin. They believe that they hardly get it wrong. Not only does pride affect the relationship between the proud person and God, but pride also affects marriages. Husbands, if you are wrong, just say sorry. Wives, if you are wrong, just say sorry. Don't let pride ruin your marriage. Your relationship and marriage is more important than pride. Until pride is done away within the family, couples will keep calling it quits in their marriage. I'm sorry goes a long way in a relationship. Pride will always come to play and lead someone into destruction. When God tells you not to do something, when God warns you that you should not take a specific path and you continue on because you think you have the power to control the outcome, it will lead you to your destruction. That is why the Bible says pride will always go before destruction. Are you proud? Are you arrogant? Many people 
have lost their wealth because of pride. Many people have lost their marriages because of pride. Some people have lost their jobs because they cannot be corrected. They allowed pride in them. And I can tell you that many pastors have lost their callings because they allowed pride to overtake them and they didn't see it in time. What we need to do is look deep into our lives and identify the seed of pride that has been planted in us and uproot them. We need to be able to know when pride is creeping into our lives. We need to know what to do when pride is creeping in. How to overcome pride. Now, I want to talk to you about something that shows pride in a child of God's life. A lot of people don't even know that this is a sign that pride is in their life. What I am talking about is prayerlessness. Lack of prayer is a sign that shows pride is running rampant in your life. The Word of God is the pathway to total freedom and deliverance. God is our Father and is always ready to forgive our iniquities and misdeeds. If only we would acknowledge our wrongdoings, come to the throne of mercy and confess them. He will forgive, cleanse and deliver us from the yoke of sin. The first step is to confess your sins and ask him to forgive you. He is a loving father that's full of compassion and kindness. He will forgive and sanctify you. Here is what the book of 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 tells us about the forgiving nature of God. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now focus on this phrase shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. It takes humility to totally depend on God through prayer. When we wake up and go about our day without praying to God, it could mean we can handle the matters of the day without the help of God. We put God to the side and say, don't worry God, I have this day covered. I am the captain of my own ship and I will order my day today. We do not know what life may throw at us that day and it takes the grace of God to victoriously go through each day. From this verse we see that one of the things that was restricting the people of God from praying and seeking his face was pride. Sometimes our flesh wants to do things by itself without God's help. There is something very serious about prayerlessness. The link between prayerlessness and pride is undeniable. You see, when you don't pray, you are practically saying, the perfect sinless child of God, the one who never committed a sin, the one who walked on water, the one who raised the dead, the one who cured a woman with the issue of blood, the one who was born in Bethlehem, raised in Nazareth, the one who died on Friday and rose up early on Sunday morning, the one who ascended into heaven, needed to pray while he was on earth, but you don't. So Jesus needed to constantly pray and seek the face of the Father. But you don't. But we don't. 
prayerlessness is one of the sure ways that show you that pride is in your life. Instead of them to seek help when they are in need, they will rather die in silence. Unfortunately, believers are victims of this also. Pride leads nowhere. It works out of the shame of those who possess it eventually. The Bible says that all the pride and haughtiness of Moab shall not find footing. They will all become as lies. That is exactly what happens to proud people. Pride will destroy you. It is a deceptive thing, pride. King Nebuchadnezzar was lifted with pride and God dealt with him. Across the scriptures, we find God himself resisting the proud and pulling them down in the wrath of his jealousy. It was so for Herod when he boasted before people without acknowledging the supremacy of God. His judgment was such an astounding one, worms ate him up immediately. That is the disaster that pride brings to his host. Nebuchadnezzar was lifted with pride, and he proclaimed that it was by his strength that he achieved all the glories of Babylon. His judgment was pronounced in a dream he didn't understand until prophet Daniel interpreted it to him. Daniel chapter 4 verse 24 through 25 says, This is the interpretation, O king, and this is the decree of the Most High, which has come upon my lord the king, that they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and they shall wet thee with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over thee, till thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. There is no good result that pride can ever yield. It destroys our relationship with people and with God. Therefore, we must desist from every act of pride and ask the Lord to clothe us with humility. Finally, the humility of Christ is our scale of measuring pride. We must grow in humility like our Lord was subjected to God, although he was equal with him. Matthew chapter 21 verse 5 Tell ye the daughter of Sion, Behold, the king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and a coat the foal of an ass. Matthew chapter 11 verse 29 Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Embrace meekness.